Without that, a lot of times businesses are reduced to just trying to span off of their revenue streams, mm. which in most cases, okay, is already This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings, 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 greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this 24th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. I have a question. Are you following us on social media? As we continue to develop those platforms, we want to make sure you are engaged in those conversations as well. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Black Wall Street Today. And you can follow us at Black Brand Biz on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. Today's conversation focuses on cryptocurrency and capital. It is critical that we develop an understanding of these newer currencies and how they're revolutionizing our economy right before our eyes. Cryptocurrency is literally creating new millionaires every day. And of course, our primary concern is how do we get a piece of the pie? Do any pie pieces remain? So today to help us to distill the blockchain is Jeremy Johnson. I'm going to share a little of Jeremy's professional bio, although it differs significantly from what we will discuss today. Jeremy Johnson is the owner of John Rich Media. Jeremy is known for taking a different approach to the concept of brand development. His digital expertise, customer service, and data-driven tactics have helped his clients reach new customers through technology. Johnson's business success is found in his core belief that, quote, if you don't track the data, you can't experience growth. John Rich Media is a new age, full service digital marketing agency with the goal to utilize data based digital marketing strategies to optimize return on investment for its customers. Jeremy, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I am doing well. It's good to hear you. Yeah. Sorry I couldn't be there today. I had to um, go out of town for a customer and a conference, but glad I can be here using technology. Perfect. We will definitely have you in the studio when your schedule permits. I am so excited to dive into this conversation about cryptocurrency today. Okay. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, you know, I know this isn't, this isn't your primary thing that you do, but how is it sure. that you kind of got started with cryptocurrency? So um, being self-employed, one thing you, you, I would say anybody who um, has been in it at a while, you have to realize that you're on your own and so you need to take an active role in managing your retirement sure so you know i kind of treat you know i treated my investments like my hobby i'm not really big into sports i mean i'm I'm big into politics Mm -hmm. and i'm big into kind of the stock market and those are kind of my two sports and so i figured if you can look at those things as kind of your hobbies you'll be able to do them really well and the truth is not to uh hate on any of my financial service friends out here a lot of the data is showing that people tend to do better, especially when you have simplistic things, if you learn how you can manage it yourself. Hmm. So a lot of the strategies are saying that if you just kind of buy the S&P uh, 500 over a 10-year period, oftentimes when you get out the taxes and the, um, the fees, sometimes you tend to do better. I think for lower side accounts, you know, if you're in a multi-millions, it's different, but for those of us who aren't quite there yet, um, and plus it's just good to know sort of when you do go in there, you can ask more specific questions, 
you can have an idea when you hear about new technological breakthroughs instead of just hearing about them and not necessarily knowing or having the ability to develop an investment strategy around, let's say, like uh, self-driving cars. You know, you hear about it and people are like, well, how can I make money, right? And so I think when you learn about investing, you learn to break things into their, you know, their parts more. So then you might say, well, hey, I know cobalt is used, I know lithium is used, I know um, IoT is used, and that will help you to say, well, there's companies that make microchips, there's companies that mine lithium, there's companies who do all of these different components. And so then you can Jeremy, I gotta slow you down, man. You're going way <laughs> deep. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's no, this is good though. Right. This is good because right, it, I mean it is, it, it is it is definitely related, and I'm and I'm with you. Right, that, right. You know, if we if we learn sure. a little bit, we can probably be dangerous. And so we want to learn right. from you specifically on the cryptocurrency piece. Like, how do you how do we define it? Okay, well, I mean, like I said, I bumped into it because I wanted to just hey, there's a new technology. I'm in digital marketing. I need to be. I need to know about what's coming. Got it. And so the easiest way to get into it is just trying to understand what it is and buying a small piece for yourself. I'm not gonna hype it. It's very volatile. I don't think people should be mortgaging a house for it. I think that's irresponsible mm. unless you really know what you're doing. But I think you know this is a new technology. It's revolutionizing a lot of the methods that um, through which payments are done. And so because I do a lot of e-commerce sites, I saw that it was important to really understand all ways that people can conduct transactions. So, so let, me easily, let me backtrack. Uh-huh. You're saying that you got into cryptocurrency because you discover that it is a new form of payment in terms Tra- of transactions. Transactions a bit, yeah. Tra- exactly. Okay. So... Um, to answer your question, the best way to get involved is you can go to a site like Coinbase and you can buy some. Just an amount of money you're not really worried about losing, like what you spend on a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. And then I find that when I own some, a little, even a little bit, it helps me to take a more vested interest in it. And then you start learning more things. Okay. So that's how you can get started. Okay, good. You mentioned two things I want to go a little bit deeper into. What What is Coinbase okay. exactly? The Coinbase is going to be like, it was called an over-the-counter broker is where you can go and buy it and not buy it from an exchange. And so, you know, you basically can go and say, I have 10 bucks, 20 bucks, and I want to exchange 20 United States dollars for Bitcoin or Ethereum or uh, Ripple is the new one they've added. And they have several other cryptocurrencies up there and then you can exchange it and then they hold it and what's called a wallet, which is nothing more than an account. But each coin kind of lives in its own separate channel. They, they're not all there together. Coinbase is kind of an overarching uh, dashboard that lets you view all of them at one point in time. Got it. Kind of take some of the more technical aspects um, out of it. So if we were to go into something like Coinbase, purchase uh-huh. any amount of said cryptocurrency, whether it was uh, Bitcoin or some of the others that you named, we could then watch its performance inside the Coinbase right. database or right. dashboard. Right. They have a visual dashboard that kind of shows you the price movement throughout the day. There's the market that trades 24-7, so unlike the stock market that takes a break on the weekends, this oh, wow. goes all the time. Right. That's important. Now, why that? Go ahead. So, this is where the utility comes because um, some of the problems with the banking system are when you want to transact over the weekend. So, you know, if you send a wire, you have to wait for business hours. And so, 
a lot of international people who want to do business with Americans, they can use cryptocurrency as a, as a vehicle to transfer money in near time, not real time, and some of them real time, but all the time. Like, mm. 2 a.m., you want to send money, you can send money. So that's right now what one of the biggest utility cases for cryptocurrencies are. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today. Uh, we're excited. We're focused on cryptocurrency at the moment. And Jeremy Johnson, who is the owner of John Rich Media, is just sharing with us some uh, some nuggets as it relates to cryptocurrency, Coinbase, etc. Let me ask you this, Jeremy. What is a blockchain? So a blockchain is just a database that essentially publishes the results to the broad internet and somewhat not the same time but kind of the same time so the best analogy i give people is google drive okay you know how you and i could both be opening up a google drive file yes and then i can see you typing on it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well most things are uh payment will have to settle and you have different versions of the database so that's how before you wouldn't be able to have these balances globally in real time for everyone to see it. Look, the blockchain essentially is like the experience we get from using Google Drive where all of us can kind of see the activity at the same time. And that's how you can now make things that are scarce on the internet because, you know, currently it's like, hey, you make a copy of a song, you can make infinite amount of copies of it um, on the internet. You know, a song there, it can keep getting copied and copied and copied and copied. Um, what the blockchain aims to do or has been doing is make finite resources of digital materials. Got it. Okay. Very cool. You mentioned earlier um, something about the volatility of cryptocurrency. Right. What do you think makes it volatile um, at this point in time? Sure. So, uh, I can give you a long answer. (laughs) I can give you a short answer. Well, you know, start with the long answer, and then if I need you to reel it in, I'll... All right, I'm going to start short, then I'm going to go back to something I actually just heard about that was pretty interesting. So the short is the volatility. Okay. This is a global market. There's not a lot of information. There's up to some degree opacity on how the information is is transmitted. Twitter is the best source to get your information on it, to stay up to date. Um, There's no, like, central source like a CNBC or... Um, Bloomberg or you know it's mm. very decentralized which is the nature of the industry gotcha um, so I was at a conference yesterday and a gentleman had a company called Celsius and he was kind of which is a blockchain based lending program you would lend them your cryptocurrency hmm. um, they lend it out for 9% and they give you a spread of what between what you have lended and what they lend and you make money on it for people who need cash loans. Wow. And so um, he was talking about how he looked at crypto. It kind of grew. First, it was the anarchists who created it. Um, it came after the 2008 crash. And then um, the kind of libertarians who want to be, you know, no government, small government, were starting to use it. And then if you looked at it, about uh, 2000. Well, last year, 2017, the year before last, 2017, yeah. um, something interesting on another person I was listening to was talking about how the Chinese 
government instituted these capital controls because they knew that they were going to have some kind of volatility in their own um, economy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the rich people were trying to send money out. So in January 2017, before that, there's speculation that a lot of the, the Bitcoin growth came from rich Chinese millionaires and billionaires using Bitcoin to get their money out of China and other places. Wow. And then um, once that stopped, speculators came in and that's what drove the price up to the $20,000 high in 2018. Hmm. And so I think it's just greed, you know, greed, new technology, hype, um, people looking for a new vehicle to make money on. Um, and the technology and the price kind of got out of line. And now we're in a place where I think the technology has been moving ahead. But the price hasn't caught back up with the technology because it costs around six grand amount of Bitcoin now, but it's priced at about 3800 So um, you're kind of a mismatch now. But that's just the equilibrium of it being overvalued one way now, undervalued the other way. Right, right. If you've just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. Uh, we're talking with Jeremy Johnson about cryptocurrency and just, wow, what an interesting I don't know if we would refer to it as an industry and an, econ an economy in and of itself. Um, loving what I'm learning. Let me ask you this, Jeremy. You mentioned Twitter as a great source of information. Are there specific uh, people we should maybe follow? Companies? Um, so you have like um, several. Um, there's a guy named... Um, well, there's like CCN, which is like cryptocurrency network. Okay. You CCN. have um, really, if you just do hashtag crypto or hashtag Bitcoin, a lot of the individuals who come up for talking about this stuff all day, mm -hmm. you'll see them. I mean, it's just so many people. I mean, hashtag crypto, um, hashtag Bitcoin. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, those are um, those are those are some of the ways you're gonna best get into it um, because it's just so much information it's really hard to say one person um and what i would do and what i do do with all my news is i try to find opposing views so i can have a bias you know i, I can get two biased opinions and try to bring it to the middle sure so it's good to get opposing views i think that will help you to make um help you to help you to just get broader understanding of the bulls and the bears got it crypto market another question came to mind um, okay. We talked about new cryptocurrencies, right? I, I uh, was added to a group on Facebook called Wakanda Coin. This is probably six, eight uh -huh. months ago. So, uh -huh. so is it simple to create a new cryptocurrency? Um, All right. It's simple to create one. Um, when you saw these ICOs that were happening, like last year, mm -hmm. um, those were branched off of a bigger cryptocurrency network called Ethereum. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to start one. The hard part is assigning value because if does the market say this has value? And in order for the market to say it has value, um, it needs to do something. It needs to have some degree of utility. And it needs to have some degree of utility outside of what other coins are already doing. And so... You could use, um, so like Ethereum's value comes from the perspective that you could build other coins on top of it and you could build other program, programming aspects to that coin. Bitcoin, you could do that, but it was a lot more difficult. Um, you have another coin, like one that's called Augur, which is, is a token, which was built off of Ethereum. It allows you to create 
essentially gambling marketplaces. Mm-hmm. So um, you could basically put a bet that says, I think the Patriots are going to win a 2020 Super Bowl and someone on the internet can match you uh, on this marketplace by putting their amount of um, auger up to match you. So it was a, a decentralized way that people could create online what they call prediction markets, which is just betting for another, for lack of a better word. Got it. And it uses a third-party technology called oracles, which are feeds of data that will verify the winner. So in the current world, you place a bet, no one else places a bet. The casino is the referee, per se, who holds the money, right? Um, mm-hmm. This would be a, this would allow software to hold the money. And then if we were betting on the Super Bowl winner, it would pull data from reputable sources that would say the winner was the Patriots. And immediately it would pay out the winner. And so think about how much of an administrative cost you cut out of prediction markets if it can all be done through what's called a smart contract um, through software. Wow. We've got about <laughs> two minutes left, Jeremy. What a fascinating oh, dialogue here. I want to, first I want to find out, are you doing any kind of public talks or anything around this topic um, where folks can reach you? Do you do you blog about it? Do you have a YouTube space? Um, how can people reach you if you want to be reached <laughs> for this oh, reason? No, no, I'm, I'm absolutely okay with being reached. Um, so overall, I've kind of broadened my uh, investment strategies and not just crypto. I mean, I was doing traditional investments before and I'm not a financial advisor. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been, been asking for people, I mean, been asked by people to start doing some some blogging and um, blogging about it but the best way to reach me is um jeremy at janisresearch.co so that's j-a-n-i-s research.co and jeremy is my first name jeremy at janisresearch.co okay yeah wonderful yeah i'll definitely be looking for and circulating any content that uh <laughs> that is jeremy certified or jeremy created Um, this is great and then if there's anything you want to say about john rich media certainly want to allow that opportunity as well we've got about another minute remaining sure um you gave a great um synopsis of what we do um like i said we're digital digital focused um web and marketing firm um, right now, we're actually focusing more on political. We've been doing a number of campaigns, I believe, since 2016. We're at about 20. We've done since then. Wow. So if you're interested in uh, potentially running for office and you are looking for some information about uh, online strategy and um, web development for your campaign, give us a call. Can I get my number out? You can definitely give your number out. Uh, it's 804-387-5122 and the email that I can be reached at is jeremyj at johnrichmedia.com jeremyj at johnrichmedia perfect Jeremy I want to thank you again for this wonderful opportunity and like I said when you're in the area we got to make time for a face-to-face conversation on the air (laughs) I am absolutely excited about that yeah I appreciate you we'll talk soon Alrighty. 
Hey, if you're just joining us, you missed a riveting conversation with Jeremy Johnson of John Rich Media about cryptocurrency. Now it's time for a hashtag add this to the list. Shay Malone is a development consultant and the executive director of Families for His Glory. Families for His Glory is a nonprofit organization focused on connecting families to a wide variety of resources via their online directory. Families for His Glory, along with Provision Academy, an educational program with Families for His Glory, is currently raising funds to bring a reading intervention program to Hampton Roads this summer. So excited to welcome you. How are you, Shay? I am well. I am well. I am well. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. Shay says she's nervous, but I let her know we don't bite. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Tell us about your vision. Oh, okay. Um, I have big vision. So my vision is to see a bunch of different people be able to gain access to resources that were previously restricted by class, by race, by learning ability, learning differences, as we like to call them. Um, And so we want to change the world, starting with Hampton Roads. (laughs) But we we know we have to take it one step at a time. And so we're focused on uh, getting Hampton Roads area to 50% proficiency reading level in the next five years. Huge. 50% proficiency reading level. Break that down for us. What does that mean exactly? So in the U.S., we have a national assessment of educational progress. Students are tested in the public school system in fourth, eighth, and twelfth grades. And for the past few decades, we've been pretty stagnant. Um, they have four reading levels. They have advanced, proficient, basic, and Honestly, I forgot what the other one is, but it's really bad because it's less than basic. Hmm, and okay. uh, <laughs> wow! And so proficient really means that you can read comfortably enough that you can take in information and do something with it. Okay. Whereas basic means you can read, but you're probably not comprehending very well. Mm-hmm. And you're probably not able to, it's not comfortable enough where you're reading to take in a lot of information, which is really going to have a, an effect on your schooling. Hmm. your education. And I bet you could probably tell us um, the disparity in terms of our community. It's probably... So, yeah, well, generally across across the board, um, because I have a master's in special education, and so um, a well-known edu- education statistic is that African-American students, especially African-American males, are over-identified for disciplinary measures Mm -hmm. and underserved in academic arenas. So um, a lot of people think they're over-identified for special education, but what actually happens is is they're usually misdiagnosed and Mm misidentified, and they're not receiving the actual services they need to do well. Wow. And so it sounds like Families for His Glory is sort of perfectly... Um, positioned to help with this this problem yeah um we have found a program that is affordable it's fun it's engaging and it's effective and so um for example this effective yes so (laughs) this year um, we're looking to serve 50 kids by the end of school year 2020 okay um, that looks like serving eight to nine students during our summer program pilot trial. Okay. And then 
40 plus during the school year. And so we're partnering with other organizations. Um, The great thing about the program is, so a lot of the reading programs, a lot of the reading intervention programs, I looked into them. My son is just, my oldest son is dyslexic. Okay. We found that out when he was six, about to turn seven. He's going to be nine in a few weeks. Okay. And he was not, he wasn't getting the sounds. He wasn't, he was learning the sounds. He could hear them. He could rhyme. So some people who have dyslexia have trouble hearing rhymes. Mm. Um, That was not his issue. He could hear the rhymes. He could hear the sounds. He could not blend them. We found out later he has a tracking issue with his eyes, which is not going to be picked up by your typical eye exam. Got it. And so there are a lot of things that go into why children struggle to read. So we tried a lot of different programs. As an educator, I looked into different things that I could do, maybe get trained in. Yeah. Um, Horton Gillingham is really kind of like the standard for dyslexia intervention. Um, Barton is a good system. Wilson. All of those systems often require thousands of dollars to get trained tutors. Mm -hmm. Um, Accessing those services require a significant investment. And so the program we found is, um, it's called Easy Read. It's from the UK. The UK is doing a lot of work in the area of dyslexia. We're just starting to advocate here in the U.S. Um, Let me ask you a quick question. Easy Read. Are you targeting students with dyslexia for the program or is Easy Read for anyone? So Easy Read is awesome because it is anybody who has difficulty reading. It's students, it's adults. And so we're starting with students who may have been identified with dyslexia, but honestly, in the school system, dyslexia is not a is not a classification. It's classified under a specific learning disability or a reading disability. So they don't use the term dyslexia most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are not identified with dyslexia. There's actually something called stealth dyslexia because there are a lot of people who are dyslexic who learn to read by uh, sight memorization, by learning word patterns. The problem is you can only hold but so many words in your brain mm-hmm. by through that method. Got it. And it becomes very limited in what you can do, especially as you get older. Two things. One, how can we participate and in, in easy read this summer with you all <laughs> and two what do you need to get it off the ground are you looking for mentors volunteers are you looking for money how can we <laughs> all of the above okay right, and go. i wrote a whole paragraph so i'm gonna read it to support this effort we are looking for 50 people to give 50 dollars a month we're calling it the 50 50 club we are also going to be selling discount cards so look out for those coming soon we're gonna have two cards one we're calling the black card Okay. It is for Black-owned businesses to get discounts around Hampton Roads at Black-owned businesses. And we're also going to do a family card for family-friendly businesses. Okay. Okay. We are planning to have monthly events, so look out for those as well. If you are interested in volunteering, donating, sponsoring, or partnering, they can give me a call at 757-753-0597. Or you can find Families for His Glory. That's the number four. And we are families, the number four HG on Instagram and Facebook, or you can visit our website. It's families, the number four HG.org. Let me read all of that back. 
<laughs> for my old ministry because mm-hmm. you know I write everything down. Mm-hmm. So if we want to be a part of this, we can reach you, Shay, at 757-753-0597. Yep. We can find you on Facebook at Families, the number for His Glory. Yep. And on Instagram at Families4HG. Yep. And then your website is Families4HG.org. Yep. Okay. When does the program kick off? The program will start, it runs from June through August. It is uh, five days a week, but it is two hours a day. Okay. The, the program itself only takes about 15 to 20 minutes, but we're planning to do some supplemental activities for reading and writing, as well as some culturally relevant activities. And so Fantastic. we definitely need hands-on volunteers for that. We're really looking for married couples to show that okay. family dynamic that a lot of our kids don't get to see i love it shay i'm so excited thank you for being here i can't wait to have you back to talk about the success of your pilot program yay excited to support you thanks so much for having me you are welcome i told you not to be nervous that awesome (laughs) we'll talk soon Hey, did you know that the 2019 Virginia DBE Transportation Training Symposium is coming up March 13th and 14th here in the greater Richmond section of Virginia? It's called Bridge to the Future. On behalf of the Virginia Department of Transportation and the Transportation Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Advisory Committee, I'd like to invite you to attend the 2019 Virginia DBE Transportation Training Symposium. Again, the conference is being held March 13th and 14th at the Greater Richmond Convention Center in downtown Richmond. This year's theme is Bridge to the Future to encourage firms to develop the highest safety practices, technical skills, business development strategies, high-level project management competencies, and an aggressive workforce development plan in order to compete and win the projects of the future. The primary goal of the training symposium is to bring the DBE community and stakeholders together in a supportive, empowering environment to learn from the knowledge and experience of subject matter experts in the transportation industry and each other. Symposium attendees will also have the opportunity to work on strategic networking to connect with the right people, to build relationships and establish partnerships that lead to increased contract opportunities. Also coming up, Black Men Excel be held Labor Day weekend, uh, August 28th through September 1st at the PGA National Resort and Spa there in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Highlighted by the Excel Awards, Black Men Excel is an extraordinary celebration of excellence and leadership. This is a festive recognition of the contributions and achievements of black men. Set against a backdrop of fun, relaxation, and top-notch entertainment, this is the end of summer blowout for men and the women who love them. You can expect leadership sessions and workshops, hospitality and networking functions, as well as mentoring sessions and more. At this point, we're excited to transition the dialogue to a focus on access to capital. We're here with Apex Financial Group of Virginia. They're a full service planning firm located in Portsmouth, Virginia, with a team that keeps you aware of financial opportunities, tax laws, and economic trends. With over 30 years of experience, CEO and President Anthony Epps established Apex Financial Group on three principles, safety first, a reasonable rate of return, and simplicity. Vice President and Marketing Director Michael Gray has over 25 years of experience in business management and marketing. Together, Epps and Gray, along with their team, sort through the spectrum of options in terms of building wealth through education. So excited to see you, gentlemen. How are you today? Morning. 
Good hey, morning. Good to see you as well. Good afternoon. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I am excited about the conversation um, for obvious reason. We struggle with access to capital in our community. Um, and I just believe that once we get this piece figured out, uh, which I know you guys are going to be you know, leading the charge in, um, we're going to see a tremendous difference. So let's let's dig in. Okay. So let's start with capitalization. Capitalization. Um, yeah. What does it mean? Well, when we say capitalization, that means that businesses basically use capital. Capital is actually money. Okay. They need money in the forms of capital, in the forms of credit cards, lines of credit, things outside of the revenue stream to help the business to expand, to grow. Uh, without capitalization, uh, most businesses tend to not be able to reach the next level. You so, said something huge. I'm going to ask you to say it again, or I'm going to say it again. Yeah. You said businesses need money outside the revenue stream. Right. Because in order to grow, okay, in order to expand, okay, you need to have capital. Now, when we say capital, we're talking about basically, you know, being able to assess capital from the banking community, okay? Mm. Uh, and that's, that's very important because without that, a lot of times businesses are reduced to just trying to span off of their revenue streams, mm. which in most cases, okay, is already allocated for expenses mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So you need to have something in addition to that in order to expand your business and grow your business. So interesting because you look at the traditional formula and it says profit equals, you know, expenses or revenue minus expenses. There's never any mention of this piece that you're talking about now. Right. Well, some of your major companies, uh, some of your Dow 30s, uh, larger companies all use capitalization. And it's very important because um, if you look at the plight of most small businesses, OK, a lot of times they need capital just to put things in place. A mm -hmm. lot of times they need it for uh, to secure uh, property. Sometimes they need to secure equipment. Uh, they need it for various things. And a lot of times without the capital, uh, they tend to get stuck in a box, so to speak. Uh, and they can't really move the business as they would like to. Mm -hmm. I hear it said often, and I, I posted about this on social media, that in our community, we know how to access, you know, uh, money for school. We can definitely get a school loan. If we want a new car that we can't afford, we can get a loan for that. Mm -hmm. You know, if we want a home, we can certainly get a loan for that. Mm -hmm. But as it relates to business loans, mm -hmm. we struggle. Yeah, we struggle because... A lot of times, it's, it's, it's information that we don't receive, okay? Mm -hmm. And a business has a life of its own, okay? A credit of its own. Mm. And it has to build a profile of its own. Mm. Just like your personal credit, okay? Personal credit, we tend to understand a little bit about that, okay? Mm -hmm. Meaning that if you have a decent credit score, and if you pay your bills on time, you get a good credit rating, which means that you can go and apply for credit, okay? Well, the business, on the other hand, has to have a business profile. And the business profile basically is the essence of a business being able to go into the marketplace to assess capital. When we say business profile, we're talking about a Dun & Bradstreet, we're talking about a payday score. Really quickly, if you just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. We're talking with, uh, we're actually talking with two gentlemen, Anthony Epps and Michael Gray of Apex Financial Group. We're talking about access to capital. And right now we're going to go into what a business profile looks like. How do we establish one? Okay, first of all, you have to get established with Dun & Bradstreet. Okay? Dun & Bradstreet, okay. A business Dun has Dun & Bradstreet, okay. You get your Dun number, okay, you become a member. Okay, so Dun & Bradstreet has a 
That's an important agency. And they also established a Paydex score. Okay. Paydex score is a credit score for a business. Okay. Paydex. Paydex. Okay. Credit score for credit business. Credit score for business. Okay. okay. A Paydex score runs from zero to 100. It's broken down in three categories. The first category is from zero to 49. If you have a 49 in that category, zero to 49, you would not be able to get capital because that's the worst category to be in. Okay? Worst category, no capital. That's that's no capital, okay? okay? That means you don't pay nobody. Wow. That means that you're struggling, you don't attend to pay nobody, okay? It uh, means you don't have any debt yet. You can have debt, but you don't pay. You don't pay as agreed. And okay. you just neglect credit. You just neglect to pay, you know, the uh, the creditors that you have agreed to pay. Okay. Uh, okay. The second category is... So this is a company that has established some business credit, right, but is not meeting their obligation. Right, right. Got so, it. So in order to establish a paydex, you have to have trade lines, okay? All right. Got it. Okay, so you have to have trade lines. So with trade lines, basically... What is a trade line? A, cra- a trade line is basically a creditor. It could be a creditor that you pay bills to, like, uh, for example, credit cards. It could be a supplier. Uh, anybody that you're actually doing business with, okay? And so normally with the paydex, okay, when you have a business profile, you pay on a net 30, net 30, okay? Which means that if you have a loan, for example, mm-hmm. or you borrow money on a credit card, a line of credit, they give you like a net 30. Or with vendors, they have a net 30, which means that if you paid within that 30 days, okay, you will keep a good score. Your score will probably be in between the 80 and 100 range. Okay. okay. Now, that's the best range, okay? The 80, 80 to 100, 100 means that you pan net 30. That means that you pan on time mm-hmm. or you pan earlier than the net 30. Now, 80, uh, 80 paydex is where you need to be, okay? Like Got I said it. before, 0 to 49, nothing going to happen there. 50 to 79, that means that you have late. But an 80 to 100 is showing that you pay on time and you pay early. And when people, when banks see that, they see that your business basically pays as agreed. So that's the first thing you establish to pay that credit score. I got to ask you a question. How do we get those? Well, trade lines, you can get you can get trade lines. It depends on how you want to build your business profile. You can get it through vendors. For starters, you have vendors you can actually go and get trade lines from. Uh, these individuals will offer you a service or a product that you just, they'll, they'll, they'll send that credit to you. And whether you, you, you charge it, you pay back what you charge, and you pay within 30 days. Okay. Uh, a trade line could be a credit card. A trade line could be a loan. A trade line could be a line of credit. Various things of that nature mm-hmm. that you have to basically pay on time, that 30, in order to establish a paydex. Normally, a paydex credit score, you need at least about four good trade lines, four to five good trade lines to establish a good 80 paydex credit score. Okay. I just wonder if some people are not struggling even to access these basic trade lines. Well, is there a process? Yeah, it's a process. It's a process. It's a process. You, a lot of a lot of businesses don't even have trade lines. Mm-hmm. Some don't have a Dun and Bradstreet number. Right. So right. a lot of times you have to get established, get it set up, mm-hmm. and then you have the Dun and Bradstreet. Then you have Experian and Equifax. So it's three different uh, reporting agencies. Okay? okay. With the Experian, it's an IntelliScore. So all these things compromise the business credit profile, but the business uh, business credit profile is something that we can build for you, okay? Most oh, wow. businesses don't understand the importance of it, so we can build that. That can be built. That can be created, okay? Over hmm. a period of time. Love it. If you've just tuned in, uh, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today, uh, having a great conversation about access to capital. Just getting the basics here about what it means to start to develop a business profile, 
how it is we can set up trade lines to begin to establish our business as a as a credit worthy business. Um, we're talking with Anthony Gray. Let me mix these up. Anthony Epps and Michael Gray <laughs> of Apex Financial. They have been in this business for over 30 years. Uh, oh man, I thought we had more time. Wanted to open up the phone lines, but I guess I won't be doing that. Let's just keep going from here. What else would you share about about business credit, about capitalization? Okay, capitalization. Okay, there's three things I call the three C's. Okay. okay? Uh, that one would have to be really uh, aware of. Uh, the first thing is, when we look at business, a lot of times, business are not property structure. Okay? All right, so... The first thing is being credible. Credible means that your business is properly structured, okay? In most cases, if you're gonna have a business, you need to have structure, okay? That, sure. That, that, includes, that includes having a physical address, physical site, phone number, phone 800 phone number, or 411 phone number. Uh, you need to have an email address, okay? All right? Mm-hmm. You need to have a physical address, a business phone number, okay? All these things basically plays a important role because of the fact that it shows that you have some structure. Okay? So we're not even talking about LLC business license. We're we, talking no, about... No, we're talking, we're talking about a corporation, LLC. Okay. LLC. I'm but I'm saying up. beyond that, we're saying we need a physical location. These things lenders look at. They look at to see okay. if you properly structure. Okay. okay. Okay, that's the first thing. That's called getting credit ready. Okay. Got it. All right? Then you get credit ready, okay? Then we'll build the business profile through the trade lines, okay? To get mm-hmm. you a paydex credit score, okay? So when we build the business profile and get you credit ready, then you're creditable, okay? Got it. Then when you're creditable, then you get a score, which is the next seat, the credit score or the Got paydex, it. okay? And when you get the score and you're credible, you get the cash. So that's three C's. Creditable. <laughs> Credit score. And the cash. You get the funding. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So this is, I mean, wow, you've really (laughs) simplified this. It sounds like something that people can do. Yeah, they can do it. (laughs) They can do it, but it's it's a process. And and, and most folks need to understand that they they have to go through the process, but once they go through it and get structured properly, they end the money game. It's called the game. Money is a game, okay? That's just reality. That's reality, okay? You're going to have to get yourself set up properly, get structured properly. Then you're able to go out and assess capital. Okay? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Or you want to say something go first. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you ahead. Okay. My question is time, time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, this really sounds like a process we need to undergo before we start yes, the business. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, you know, we start the business, but we really don't start doing business until we've... Right. We don't get the proper education when it comes to capitalization. Okay? Yeah. We just go and start a business. Okay, now keep in mind that We most get people excited. We take that $100. Dollars, yeah. Send yeah. it to SCC. Yeah. Do our EIN number. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Launch the website. They got the skill. They got the energy. Okay, they have the effort. Yeah. Okay, they work hard, okay? But a lot of things we are missing, mm-hmm. okay? And that comes because of the fact that a lot of times we're not informed, okay? Mm-hmm. And when we don't get informed, guess what? A lot of times we don't really have the means to assess capital because we don't have the right information, okay? We haven't so been educated. so are you finding yourself spending time undoing some things first so that we can, you know what I mean? Sure. Well, well. Let I mean, somebody gets far down here. You know, they've they've been in business for several years. 
Right. Then you go back and look at the fundamentals and, right. you know. Well, one thing we need to be conscious of is that a small business is not different from a, a large business, a big business, okay? A small business is no different from Walmart or down 30 company, okay? Wow. Because we all take in, what, revenue, whether sure. it's big or small, okay? Mm-hmm. And you pay expenses, okay? And your goal is what? To net a profit. Sure. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, now with that said, if we operate on the same mindset, okay, all right, understanding that a business is basically measured in what? Quarters. Yes. Okay, that's what lenders look at. They look at quarters, okay? Mm-hmm. So with that, if you can pop the structure of business, okay, but the things that I said, said previously, you're going to also have to have what? P&L statements, okay? P&L. Tax returns, okay? Right. All right. These are documents you're going to need to have, okay, to really, really establish yourself, okay, to become really, really uh, in a position to become very, very credible, okay? All right? If sure. you become credible, guess what? You get the score. You get the score. You get the cash, okay? So you're going to need those documents, okay? Bank statements, tax returns, okay? Uh, you need to look at your business on a, quarterly, on a quarterly basis, which means that everybody should at least look at that business every three months to see exactly if you're reaching your goals. Sure. See, a business is not measured week to week, month to month. It's measured on a quarterly basis. Now, quarterly we bring basis. revenues in week to week, month to month, but you measure on a quarterly basis. That's what they do on Wall Street. Okay, that's how we buy stocks. We look at the profits of a corporation, determine if they're profitable. If the report look good, guess what? We buy. If it don't look good, we 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 don't mess with it or we sell. So same thing, same principle. It works even for small business. I'm getting the wrap up cue. I don't want to wrap up. <laughs> We've got just another minute remaining. Um, I know that you all are preparing for an access to capital workshop yeah. here in Hampton Road. Yeah. Share with us when that is, where that is. Um, I, I'll, I'll share some too. I'm going to be a part of that moment. <laughs> the Access to Capital Workshop is going to be at Old Dominion University, March the 9th at 12. And um, myself, Anthony Epps, and Michael Gray will be conducting that session for Access to Capital. And I take it you're going to be reviewing some of these these things that we've discussed now. Yes, absolutely. Um, and um, at that time, I think we can have more time for questions and answers. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, awesome. Apex Financial, we are located in Portsmouth, and we can be reached at 757-640-0207. 640-0207. Perfect. This has been a delight, gentlemen. I certainly look forward to many more of these conversations as we work with our community to develop access to capital. Yes, and we thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.